I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Today, I'm joined by yet another top goalkeeper, that's just been promoted. I'm delighted to be joined by Leighton Orient goalkeeper, Lawrence Vigaru. How you doing, mate? We've been promoted about three games too early. Eh? They run the club really well and the club's for me in the best place has been. Three times in a row now, Leighton Orient player of the season. As a keeper, you go from such a villain to like, you get the ecstasy of, you know, saving a penalty. But I used to always play in goal in my state because I we used to play Wembley. I've just come from like a college scheme. You want me to come play for Tottenham? It went from that to in August I was playing in front of 12,000 against Barcelona they actually pulled me after the game and said like we'll, we'll sign you if Tottenham don't at the time it was Lloris uh, Friedel Gomez like, so for example Gomez was we used to call him the octopus and Tim Shaw was like you ain't going up there I love that club because it was the first club that actually gave me an opportunity and saw me as a man not as a little boy I'm not even a footballer when I walk in my house now it's just like I'm just a dad what a save Hello everyone and welcome back to the Yours Mine Away podcast with me, Mark Howard. Today I'm joined by yet another top goalkeeper that's just been promoted and named in League Two Team of the Season again. Third time in a row, that is. No, no, first. Is it first? first oh, oh it's your, your player of the season three times yeah, in a row. Yeah, that's it. I'm delighted to be joined by Leighton Orient goalkeeper, Lawrence Vigaru. How are you doing, mate? No, I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me as mate, well. absolutely smashing it again. Like, like I say, and you, you keep on picking up awards and that, another promotion. Uh, is it your first promotion, first you said promotion. this. Mate, what's the feeling like? Oh, no, it's amazing. I never thought I'd um, ever get one. You know, sometimes you get a place, like get to a point in your career where you think, you know, you're one of them keepers that, you're very, you're, you're decent, but like you're never in a team that's ever challenging. So I've never been in the playoffs, 29 years old, never been in the playoffs, never been anywhere near the, or my, always been mid-table. So then you start to think, don't you? Like, oh, maybe actually I'm just one of those keepers that's mid-table, but get player of the season every year. So it's been a surprise to me that actually, you know, I've been in a side that's been, you know, right up there. So I'm buzzing. Mate, I've only had two. So I've been playing pro uh, 19 years now. So I've only had two. I've had no relegations. And I'm more proud that I've had no relegations <laughs> than my two promotions. So like, mate, to get promotions, hard. So c- congratulations again, no, mate. F- no, thank you. No, it's been brilliant. I think uh, I'm now even now. I've got one promotion, one relegation. So nice. um, I think you sent me down, no? At Scunthorpe? I think you was there when we went down at Swindon? No, I wasn't. Uh, at Swindon? Yeah. I was at Swindon. We no, played I wasn't you. at Scunthorpe at the time. I was at Blackpool that year. 
Oh, he was at Blackpool. Yeah. He was at Scunthorpe the year before. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Right, so before I get started, I'd like to thank today's sponsors, Forged Irish Stout, for sponsoring this episode and joining in our promotion celebrations. Forged Irish Stout is an unbelievably smooth, creamy Irish stout by UFC legend Conor McGregor. It will be available nationwide from Asda late this summer, mate. Please drink responsibly, but cheers. Congratulations. Cheers. Thank Top you. Man. Nice. Thoughts? Yeah, it's all right. See, I love coffee. Nice. And I, so I think that's lovely. That lovely little drop that. Please drink responsibly. Everyone remember that. So before we get started, mate, I'm going to crack on with our quick fire quiz. A little get to know you straight off the bat, right? Yeah. Easy one. Catch or parry? Catch. Well, you thought about that. Yeah. You're the first goalie at thought about yeah, that. Yeah, no, then. catch. Your camera save guy, isn't <laughs> <laughs> Tea or coffee? Tea. Uh, coffee, coffee, coffee. Yeah. Play short or kick it long? Short. Nice. Favourite ever goalkeeper? Edison. Oh, yeah, nice. I I Kills my next question. Best <laughs> keeper in the world right now? Edison. Nice. Yeah. Ketchup or mayo? Ketchup. Long sleeve shirts or short sleeve? Uh, well, this is the first year I've worn short sleeve. Yeah, it's a promotion, so that's... Yeah, so I'm going to go short sleeve. Yeah, yeah, it's easy that. Nice and easy that. Right, World Cup or Champions League? World Cup. Yeah, it has to be. It's just a history, isn't it? Yeah. Right, movie or box set? You said you're a bit of a YouTuber, actually. Yeah, I prefer YouTube. Movie. I've been watching a lot of movies. I'm going to say movies. Yeah, nice. Know. Right, how tall are you? I've been asked a lot of questions by a lot of people. How tall are you? 6'3". Uh, nice. 6'3". Three. 191 centimetres, to be exact. Yeah, <laughs> I always add on a 0. 0.5. I'm 189.5. <laughs> I go, yeah, 6'3", not a problem. It's a goalie <laughs> thing, that. Right, and then last one, save a penalty or score a goal? Ah, oh, save a pen. 100%. Yeah, yeah, nah, yeah, I'd love to score a goal. Nah, man. my job's to save them, not score them. Nah, that's what, I want a bit of glory. Nah. I, want, I want one <laughs> one time in my life. <laughs> right, so like I said, you've been crowned uh, the Champions of League 2, mate. Obviously, a bit of celebration so far. I want to know what you've been up to. I can tell you about mine. Mine's been wild. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's been brilliant. Um, we got promoted a bit early. So, you know, we were saying to the boys in the, like before the game, we played Stockport when we was lifting the trophy. And we were saying that like, we've been we've been promoted about three games too early because, yeah, you know, you just want to finish the season and then go and celebrate it. But, you know, we had good celebrations. They were cut short because when we got promoted, we still weren't the champions and we'd been top of the season for majority of it. And the manager was like, yeah, have a good night tonight. But, you know, we're back in on Thursday and we're going to try and get, you know, try and win the league. Luckily, we won the league on the Saturday and then we did have a good celebration. But then we had another game Tuesday. Yeah, that's as a horrible. So we still had three more games. So it was like, you know, it was tough. But um, I mean, now now is a really good time to celebrate. You know, we played Bradford the other day and it was a sellout. They were celebrate, um, trying to get into the playoffs and the atmosphere was fantastic, to be fair. You know, you've played there loads of times. It's like, it's massive. It's a, yeah, massive club. And um yeah, it was it was amazing to play there and we drew one all and it was good to end the season, not with a loss, because obviously we lost to Stockport 3-0 at home the week before. Makes it look a little bit sloppy when yeah, you won the yeah. league already. You win the league and then obviously, you know, like you kind of want to get to see other players like playing, like the manager might want to see other players, but because of the teams that we were playing, we we're playing three teams that were fighting to either get automatic or to get in the playoffs. You know, you have to like try to play your best team, so... I didn't really get much time, so I'm going to def definitely celebrate, you know, over the weekend, this weekend. Have you been, have you done an open top bus or anything like that yet? No. Are you so, doing a town hall? No, so after the Stockport game, um, 
on the Sunday, we had like a day with the fans, which was like, so the fans were on the pitch and we were like announced one by one with oh, the trophy. Nice, so yeah. it was good. Like there was a lot of fans there. It was really good. So um, you've got American owners as well. So like they must have done it in like that whole running out onto the pitch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, nah, you, know, you know what they're like. They're, they're very passionate as well. And then it's quite funny because for someone that's not even English to actually have such a love for teams that are in the lower league is, is amazing, really. And, um, you know, they, they run the club really well and the club's for me and the best place has been it. So, um, you know, we're, we're only the, the people that play. So, you know, it's good that we're good that we're part, good that we're part of the club that they run in because it's, you know, it's a really well-run club. It's a good time to be at the club as well. Right, where are you off to then for promotion? Where, uh, where, where are you going? Yeah, we're going to Marbella. So that'll be good, to be fair. I think all, everyone's going. So the manager, the staff. Nice, yeah. yeah. So it'll be good, you know, combat the physio about his, you know, about his stuff in the season. But he's a, he's a really good physio. But you know, it's good that everyone's coming because, you know, the club's not, it's not just the players, it's everyone else. So it's good that we get to spend it with them as yeah, well. Yeah, see, we, I've literally just landed yesterday from Vegas, right? So we had a wild four days in Vegas. But our staff went to Villamore in Portugal and like it would have been nice to at least do one day where we yeah. crossed over or did something together. And I, but I'm not going to complain, mate. It was, <laughs> it was a good time, and I apologise yeah. for any husky voices that I've got. Or so uh, yeah. Uh, what are your plans now, anyway, for the rest of like the off season? A bit of rest, yeah, relaxation. Definitely. Yeah, so I'm getting married uh, in June. Congratulations, so, uh, thank you. Yeah, so I'm getting married in June. So I'm um, just been stressing about that really throughout the whole season. My missus has been on to me, so that's her job to do all the yeah, worrying. Yeah. Well, she's the one that found the. Um, the wedding planner and all that so I just left it to her I just said if anything that needs to be paid then I'll just you know I'll pay it but it's it's more for her as well I want her to have the best day obviously I'm gonna have a wonderful day but if we had it in the town hall I'd, I'd still be the same I'm yeah. exactly the same it's all about a miss isn't it yeah yeah makes happy a life wife, easy life <laughs> but like I said you've been named uh in the EFL team of the season for league two mate uh you must have been really honored did you know about the award when you went to it yeah yeah so we found out like a few days before which was which was good to be fair because I knew I was going to be in the running for it. Um, but obviously you don't know like if you've won or, or anything. So it was, um, it was good to find out a couple of days before. What they didn't tell me is that I'd have to speak. And when you're in a room full of people that work in the champ, all over champ league one, league two, it's a bit nerve wracking, you know, yeah. especially for me, like I don't really like speaking in front of a massive audience. So um, it, was, it was hard, but um, no, it was all right. I wish I had the heads up, but no, it was fine. It was good to, the award's really nice as well, to be Suited fair, so. and booted as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, shout out Mark Darcy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think he sorted a few lads. Yeah, he out, did, yeah. He's, he's, yeah, no, he's a good, per like, they're good, good company. The suits are fantastic and, you know, it was really good to actually wear, you know, one of their suits at an event because I've never been to one before, so it's been good. Like I said, uh, you've uh, three times in a row now, late and Orient player of the season. That just shows a level of consistency that you're performing at for the club and stuff. Have you got a season highlight? Have you got anything this year that sticks out? And you was like, you know what? That was a game that everyone... Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, I did, to be fair. I've had a few. Um, we played Mansfield at home really, really early in the season. It was one of the hottest days of the year, I think. And um, I gave away a penalty after, I'm not even lying here, about 20 seconds, I give a penalty away. Literally took kickoff, played it to the left wing back. He like curled it down the line and the striker's gone. I thought I could get it. And, I, and I've got, I've caught him, you know, it's the, it's the worst ones to give up, especially when it's so far out of the goal. And uh, yeah, I saved the penalty um, after a minute, saved the penalty and they had about three or four one-on-ones and, you know, I saved them all and then we won one nil. So like as a keeper, you go from such a villain to like, you get the ecstasy of, you know, saving a penalty and keeping a clean sheet really. And that was the game for me where it was like, yeah, you know what, this could be something special. And that was about three or four games in. So 
no, it was, it was that was probably one that sticks out. Another one as well was um, Grimsby away, um, during two two. Uh, they got a penalty with about 10 minutes to go and I, and I saved it, which was like massive because I think we had a little bit of a wobbly run. We won a couple after that and then we had Grimsby who were like informed they had the really good cup yep. run. So they were in the middle of the cup run as well. And um, yeah, I saved the penalty. And then they went to Southampton on the Tuesday and I think they scored two penalties, but it was a different player. So I think I might have helped them out a bit, you know, because they got to change the penalty taker. So um, yeah, no, it was good. Decent, right. Uh, I want to test your goalie knowledge now and then I'm going to get on to your career and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. This is what I normally try and do. So I hope you're ready for a game of goalie or no goalie. What a save from Mark Howard. So I've got five current international goalkeepers and the other five are made up names. Okay. Viewers and listeners can tune in on YouTube and follow our leaderboard live. Right. One point for each correct answer. Go on. Right. Number one, Victor Johansson. Yeah, he's keeper. You know that name? Rotherham? Yeah, he is. Rotherham, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Sweden and Rotherham. Yeah, nice, yeah. easy one to fill you good, in. Yeah, good start. Yeah, nice. I'll take that. Right, number two, Irvin Johnson. <sighs> Irvin Johnson. I'm going to say keeper. He's not a goalie, man. Oh, he is former legendary basketballer, Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson. Yeah. Well, that I thought you'd like your basketball yeah, as well. Yeah, I do as well. Like, I only know his name, Magic. Yeah. Right, <laughs> number three. You've got one out too, so... Number three, Ras Mboli. Yeah, he's a keeper. He is a goalie, mate. Yeah. Algeria. Nice and, yeah, yeah, mate, yeah. your knowledge is very yeah. good here at goalies. <laughs> yeah, Algeria and Al... <laughs> Quad Isaya, goalkeeper, yeah. That, yeah. I'm going to stick with that, mate. mate it's so hard to produce, pronounce some of these things, right? Number four, Harrison Armstrong. No. He's not a goalie. No, a keeper. He's H, the rapper. Is he? Yeah. Wow. Mate. Yeah. Harrison. I never got that. Harrison Armstrong. Wow. I never knew his name. Is no. his actual name? No, I never would I, mate. <laughs> I'm trying to work out where H comes from. Right. Number five, Ken Hom. Not a keeper. He's not a goalie, mate. He is a chef. American TV chef. Very famous, actually. Wow. Oh. I've never heard of him, no. though, to be fair. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Number six, Charles Lukwago. He is a keeper. He is a goalie, mate. You're on fire here. St. George and Uganda goalkeeper. Oh, Flying. No. What have you got? One, one wrong? One wrong. Nice. Right. Number seven, Philip Knight. Philip Knight? Never. What? No, no, I don't think he's a keeper. <laughs> He is not a goalkeeper, mate. He co-founded Nike. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I'm one buzzing of, here. Your sponsor here, by the way. That's why <laughs> I just chucked that one in. All right, number eight, Sean Johnson. Yeah, he's a keeper. Um, New York Rebels? New York FC? Close. Toronto and USA. Toronto. Yeah, USA. Yeah. Mate, used to play for New York. Goalkeepers is incredible. There it is. Used yeah. to play for New York. Nice. On fire here. Number nine, Marco Zorro. I'm going to say he is a keeper. Unlucky, oh, mate. Killed it. He is a famous martial arts actor from Chile. Is he? Yeah. Never heard of him. You've got Chilean history, mate, so we're going to get onto that as well, <laughs> mate. <laughs> I never heard of this guy. Yeah, I didn't until I started Googling really famous people from Chile, mate. Popped up. Big Marco. I think he's like John Claude Van Damme in Chile, mate. Yeah, he must be, yeah. Right, number 10, Suchi Gonda. Suchi Gonda. I'm going to say he 
is not a keeper. Oh, he is a goalkeeper. Oh, he is Japan kidding. goalkeeper. He's really famous. Yeah, he played World Cup. Yeah, he? that's him. Yeah, mate. It's still very good knowledge, mate. Seven out of seven ten. Seven out of ten. Well played. That's not bad at all. Right, right. I want to get serious again. Then, Go on. right. What's your earliest memory of playing in goal? Um, I was about eleven or twelve, so quite late. To be that's fair, late, yeah. yeah. Um, I missed the school trials. Um, for for my school team, but I used to always play in goal in my state because I we used to play Wembley, and we'd always so we always take it in turns to go in goal. So then I'd. I'd go and go a bit. And to be fair, I didn't really enjoy it at all, but I was actually not bad at it. Then I went to school and I missed the trials. I forgot that it was on that day in year seven. And um, yeah, I just went, they said they needed a keeper. So I just said, oh yeah, I can play and go. And then I just, from there, I couldn't even dive to my left. And then <laughs> like after a while, I just started, I was all right at it to yeah. be fair. So then it just kind of went from there. That's so late really. Yeah. Like, obviously, I think I was about eight years old when I first put on a pair of gloves and got dirty and I was like, yeah, I love this stuff, man. <laughs> That's late, 12's late. Yeah. But yeah, just not... from playing in the playground World Cup, you call, you call it Wembley. Yeah, Wembley, yeah. It's World Cup to me, World Cup Willie. World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> or World yeah. Cup doubles. Yeah, yeah, World Cup doubles, yeah. Right, yeah, obviously, like, uh, I know, you, you grew up on the streets of London, so I used to go and play next door to my house, where we had garages, and that's where we play football, me and my brother, constantly. Yeah, yeah. You, you must have had, like, the obviously, you're a bit yeah. younger than me, the cages, and yeah, just going yeah. down there and that. Yeah, so we had, like, cages, we had, like, so I used to live, I used to live on the 11th floor, and, um, like, when you used to come down, there was, like, a park bit in the middle, and we had, like, two trees that were, like, perfectly like a goal, which was, like, we'd play there in the summer, but then we they started when I got a little bit older, they built like a cage. Like, so the cage was like unreal. It wasn't Astro, it was concrete. But like, when you were younger, like, that, that the was the best place to go. The best. It? So like, we used to play in there a lot um, during the winter and stuff like that. And yeah, I'd be out until whenever my dad would open the window and shout, Lawrence, you need to come in for dinner. So like, I'd run back in, go and have dinner, then run back, back out. Up. Yeah, yeah. Because that's just like, just wanted to play football. It's not like now, you know, I've got kids now and my, my kids, they don't, want to go out as much you know what i mean it's just like they want to rather stay in watch tv or <laughs> which is like so different to how i was which is which is quite crazy but that changes mate how old are your kids uh i've got one that's eight uh one that's four and i've just had a baby oh, con oh so, another yeah. congratulations yeah, thank you Christ, it's a lot of congratulations well, he's about eight months episode. now he's yeah, about nice. eight months so yeah. my my little boy's just turned seven and he's proper into football now he's like been fully like youtube tv yeah, like yeah. bit of gaming and that and now like every day I get home from football, I'm two hours in the back garden kicking oh. a ball about. Well, I mean, some days, some days you don't want it. Yeah, yeah. That's it. I see my son's four. Like my daughter's eight, so she doesn't have no. Right. She doesn't have like nothing. She doesn't really want to do that. She loves gymnastics and drama and stuff. Yeah. But my son's four and he has no interest. Like wants to watch Fireman Sam and stuff like that. It will come. I hope. Yeah, but I, you know come. what? Now you've said that, I, just, I think I don't want it to come. Yeah, mate, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Like we've got two goals like that face each other. He's got a smaller one. He's got like the the four foot goal, and I've got like one of the bigger, like not six. I think it's six foot. So like we have to have our own goal. It's like the rule, he makes so many rules. And the keeper. Well, at first he wanted to be a goalie when we had one goal, but now we bought him a new pair of football boots and a, I'm in a bigger goal. <laughs> he thinks it's brilliant now because he actually gets to take proper shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like change his world. I'm like, yeah, I like this. <laughs> Keeps him calling himself Harry Kane. I'm like, nice, I like this. Yeah, I can get used to this. Yeah, he's, a, he's a lefty as well, so he's oh, got a chance. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Lefty's always got a chance, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Well, to be fair, I was, I'm a lefty, but I only was a lefty because my dad was lefty. So when he, I, was, I wasn't born left-footed. Oh, you're not? No, I'm, I was right. I'm right-handed as well. So 
but because I followed my dad, I just now my right foot's non-existent. If I'm honest, like I just don't use it, so I'm just a pure lefty. Nice. When did you realise that like football could actually be your job? If you've come into it that late, it must have been very quickly. Like you yeah, go yeah. through so, the ranks and stuff. So I was at Brentford for um for two years from thirteen to no about fourteen till you get decision time and uh, yeah, I got told like you're not getting one and um. I went to like a college program. So it was like a, you go to school, it was like a school thing, but it was like linked with Tottenham. So uh, I went there and um, yeah, I was just playing for this college program, doing work every day. It was like similar to a scholar, but you weren't getting paid and stuff like that. And then, yeah, I went in to Tottenham, they needed a training keeper. So I went in for a few days a week and then it just ended up, I ended up going near enough every day for like six months. So it wasn't even like a trial. Then it got to like the end of the season and they was like, we're going to offer you a contract. So I was like, I wasn't even expecting it because they wanted me to play a game as well. And I was like, I've just come from like a college scheme. You want yeah. me to come play for Tottenham, like under 18s? I was like, wow, yeah. So I played against Coventry in like the league. I think we beat him 3 0. And then after that, I got offered. So then it was like, like I went from going to, to a school really pretty yeah. much every day and training. Well, yeah, to full time football, which was like a massive adjustment. You, then, your progression must have been really quickly then. Yeah, yeah, it was it was rapid, to be fair. Like I was I went from so in the beginning of that year. So what I was doing, I was training at Tottenham. But then on Wednesday is when all the college teams have football. So I'd play on a Wednesday at two o'clock, go back to Tottenham Thursday, Friday. Then if they need me on the Saturday as a like a warm up keeper or whatever, I'd go in there. And then it went from that to in August, I was playing in front of 12,000 against Barcelona and like the next gen, which was like Mark Warburton's, yeah. his, like, um, his tournament he created, which was like basically the Champions League yeah. for under 19s. So it was like such a big difference, a jump. It was like, for some, uh, I had to be mentally, I remember as well, when I went into Tottenham, the, uh, like the head of education and stuff like that, he pulled my mum and dad and said, you know, just cause he signed here, doesn't mean, you know, he's guaranteed a career which was really good advice because you know your parents can get... 100% carried away. Yeah, and, that, and like get that. carried away and that. And obviously for me, the way I was as well, like it was very hard for me to get carried away. And it was good as well that Tottenham, they could put me in digs, even though the training ground's really close to where I lived. Um, it just got me away from home, which was good. Like Taught I you thought, a bit more of a professional lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. and like, Just away. to get away as well. Like, you know, you can get sucked in with yeah. your mates. You know, your mates are going out and all that. It was, it was easy to, to kind of get sucked in. So... You know, it was good that they put me in digs. You must have had a little bit of naivety about yourself as well when you were going in because they had said it's just for training and that probably just kept you going in, going, I'll just enjoy it while I'm here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think um, the funny thing was as well is that uh, in the college programme, we played Brentford. Uh, like, so they, we played like the best players in the scheme. We played Brentford and um, we, we, I think we lost 2-1 and they were quite they were really good and they had a completely different staff and they actually pulled me after the game and said like we'll we'll sign you if Tottenham don't so it was like so I got went from getting released a couple of years ago to now it was like if Tottenham don't sign you we'll, we'll sign you yeah so it was like so I always had that in my mind so maybe it was easier like going in and knowing that you know even if it doesn't work here which is very rare that someone comes at the age of 18 17 18 and signs you know like a contract it was like so it was it was it was very difficult, like having no. It was very easy. Sorry, having that in your mind yeah. that you know, like you, you had a fallback. Almost. Had a fallback. Yeah. Well, they told me to apply for university, and I and I just didn't do it. I just thought, you know, there could be something here for me. So it was a really quick rise. And then all of a sudden, you moved to Liverpool. Yeah. So it was like my um, academy manager 
um, he left to go to Liverpool and he was like, listen, if you, you know, if anything happens, we'll take you. And um, yeah, I was training with the first team at Tottenham with Andre Villas-Boas, which was like, you know, it was amazing. You know, I was training li literally with them near enough every day. Who were the other first team goalies then? So at the time it was Lloris, uh, <laughs> Friedel, Gomez, Jordan Archer. Yeah. And another guy called Jonathan Miles and then me and Luke McGee. So there's loads of... Some good goalies yeah, there, some very really good, good goalkeepers. Loads of keepers there that have had great careers as well. And we were all training like up there. And yeah, like AVB wanted me up there like quite, not quite often. So there's a really good contrast there of goalkeeping yeah, types. Yeah. Do you think that that benefited you? Oh, 100%. Like, so for example, Gomez was, we used to call him the octopus because like, you couldn't score, you couldn't score past him in training. It was unbelievable. Then you had Friedel who was like, he was about 42 at the time. And like everything technically was superb, really, like unbelievably technically. And then you had Lloris, who was like a mixture of both, which was like, he was like a hybrid almost. Like I'd never seen anyone like him when he first came in. Like started really high, um, was always on the front foot and stuff like that. And for me, it was like, that's the kind of keeper I want to be, you know? And I used to watch him quite closely because he was, you know, he was exactly the kind of goalkeeper that I wanted to be. You know, I always pride myself on distribution, but in terms of reading the game, like his was, I'd never, honestly, it was like alien to me. So that like, it was someone that was, it was really good for me as well. Really good person, you know, really, I spoke to him quite a lot when I was there. So it was good. It had a massive effect and rubbed off on you. I want to go back to you move into Liverpool then. Why did you leave Tottenham then? Yeah, so, um, yeah, he went up there, Alex Inglethorpe, um, and he just said, if any opportunity comes, then, you know, you, you'll go up. Uh, I, want to come, I want you to come up with me. And um, Tottenham kind of told me that I wasn't getting anything. And then I said, I told Alex, like, a new deal. So I'd been in Tottenham two years, I think. And then uh, they said, oh, you're not going to get a new deal. So I was like, okay, no worries. Uh I spoke to the keeper coach and I just said, oh, Alex Inglethorpe, he wants me to train up there. Like, well, they're going to sign me, but he wants me to go and train. And then uh, he was like, yeah, sound, like, no worries. And then he told, like, the manager, who's Tim Sherwood, and Tim Sherwood's like, you ain't going up there because, like, it doesn't look good on us, really, does it? Like, you're going up there to train. Um, to be fair, it did get sorted out. I went up there to train and they signed me, yeah, and I, I, I signed there and it was completely different, like... The, the way we trained, um, I thought, you know, you know, in, when you're in London, you train, well, I think a lot of players in London were like, kind of like me, like from the cage. Like, from, yeah, yeah. So like the training sessions were really, really technical and fast. You got there and it was more, you know, like Northern, like it's different kind it's, of football. It's, it's weird. slower, it's less yeah, aggressive. it's less aggressive. But a bit more like preparing you for games. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, definitely. I think like down, down South, I find it as well. Like I think down South, the players are, a lot more technical, but I think the players up north are smart, a little bit smarter. They read the game better and they, they manage the games better. And fitter. And fitter, yeah. I just think, I don't know what it is, but I just think that it's very different north it, and it south. It must be the way that, like, obviously how growing up in London, myself as well, that it was a battle. Everything was a fight. And then you'd try and get out of that by just mugging someone off yeah, and yeah. doing a bit of skill. Even like as a goalie, you'd be like, if I can mug someone off and make <laughs> them look silly. I, I think that's a different mentality up north. I think that that they have more about like going down the park and doing technical drills yeah. and shooting against each other from long distance. And they like their range of passing would be better. Than, yeah. yeah. It, I don't know why that that translates further up you go. So that I grew obviously, like I said, I grew up in London, but I couldn't wait to leave and like go and find myself. Like you said, you moved into digs. I went up to Scotland on loan. Yeah. And I think that that was like the making of me. So did you find that transition of moving to Liverpool tough? Yeah, yeah, it was tough. I just had a baby as well when we went up there. So I was, probably about 20, 21. 
And um, yeah, it was it was tough because um, I was on my own like for a bit. Then my missus would come up with a baby, and it would just be us like us two and the baby like just up there. And then you know um, it it was hard. Obviously, it rains all the time up there. It's cold. Um, yeah, no, I found I found it quite tough in the beginning. I think after a while, I got used to it, um, and I started to enjoy it. After a while, it was it was hard though, like in terms of. You know, I hardly ever got home, and I'm I'm very I'm I'm very much a London. I love being down in London, so it was for me it was it was difficult being like so far away. But my mum and dad they did make a lot of effort to come up quite a bit, so that that really helped. To be fair, I think it's easier for us when we move up north because our release is going into football each day, and that's like familiar no matter where you go. But obviously, moving your missus and your kid up that's hard. Yeah, yeah. and then you go home back to that, and that's the thing that you think. Oh, this is hard this this is hard living away from home but yeah. you get to go into football the next day and forget all about it for yeah. a few hours yeah no it's true you know like I was going up I was coming home and like she had no friends there and like she's she's ages away driving so to be fair to her though she did go back home quite a bit so like on the weekend she'd go on a Friday and come back on a Monday or something like that so she did she did get time to go home because like for her as well family is very important so I think now now we have three kids now together. I think it's, it's easier now because we have like, I think just then, you know, we had a newborn. It was tough. So she's got school friends. And that, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. Same. Uh, what was uh, when you went up to Liverpool? Were you back in the first team up there as well? Were you training each day up there? Uh, not as much. I trained quite a bit up there with the first team, um, but not as much as I was at, at Spurs. So um, and also it was tough as well because you had different training grounds at the time. I think now they've got a beautiful training ground where everyone's on the same site. But when I was there, it was like we were in Kirby and then they were at Melwood. So it was like you'd get the call like 45 minutes before you got to go out on the pitch. So like, oh, yeah, you're at Melwood today. Then you'd like have to drive. Rush which over like, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was like when you go from Tottenham, which the facilities are unbelievable. You know, you just literally come out and then you either go left if you're training with the academy or right if you're going with the first team. So it was like we didn't have that at Liverpool. So it was just kind of rushed. You'd get there quickly, quickly get your boots on, get your gloves on and then go. So it was like. It was really difficult to be fair. What were the first team keepers at Liverpool at that time? Uh was Mignolet, Brad Jones, Danny Ward. Yeah, they were the three. Yeah. Did you did you find that you learned a lot off them or just nowhere near the level because you wasn't interacting as much with yeah, them? Yeah, no, I, I saw them. I, I thought I thought they were very good as well. They you know, they've all had wonderful careers. Um, you know, I just think that, you know, when I was at Spurs, I was actually with them a lot of the time. So like I got to see them. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Every single day, whereas at Liverpool, it was more once a week or once every couple of weeks, which was, it was still really good, but like you don't get to, you can't really judge someone just off, you know, 
uh, sorry, sometimes uh, when you do, when you're younger, go and join with a first team. You're there just as like the Joey, we call yeah. it, don't we? And you just, you're, you wait till the end. You don't join in the small side of games. Then you just get stuck in for the shooting drills. Yeah. When you go from training, like you said, at Tottenham, every day with a first team keepers, you see everything that they're doing. They see even their warm up and how they catch a ball differently to the other goalies. Yeah. But when you're just there to be the Joey, you get to come in, do a couple, and then you like, Back yeah, off then again. you back off. Yeah, you don't, you don't get to see the full experience and that interaction, that talking to them, and yeah, yeah. And then again, like they've got so much on their minds as well. Like they're preparing for like, every game in the Premier League is massive, especially even now. Like they, they don't have time to you know worry about. Well, I mean they did, but they don't. It's not in their best interest to go and care about what a twenty-one-year-old kid in the reserve is doing. And to be fair, I wouldn't expect them to either. So it was like, you know, you only see them once every couple of weeks or whatever. Whereas like at Tottenham, it was like, you know, I'm, I'm seeing Hugo every day. I'm watching what he does, his, his regime, what he, what he does, what he um, does in the gym before training, what he does after training, you know, and, and it is easier to go, you know what, like that is, you know, if you want to get to that level, that's what you have to do. You know, there's obviously you have to improve technically and stuff like that. But I mean, like physically, you can watch someone yeah. and how they are just to see, Oh, it works for them, you know, because obviously no keep. We play in such a special position where we're not the same. We're not the same, you know. We're all different. So, like, what works for him might not work for for me, you know. And then so, as you get older or you get an injury, you, you change the way you play. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, I've been lucky. You know that I've only had, really had one real bad injury, which was you know in my quad. But other than that, you know, I've I've played. You know, in the last three years, I've only missed one game, and that was the other day. So. I haven't missed a, gate, a league game for Orient. So it's been like an unbelievable few years just being, you know, just I've, I've found something that works for me. And like, I'm now 29, I'm coming to that, that part. I don't think I'm in my prime, but I'm coming towards yeah. where, you know. But, but you're, like I said earlier, you're in that level of consistency where you, you know you're the number one, but you're getting pushed by the other goalkeepers around you. I know Reese Byrne really well. Yeah. And like, they are pushing you, but you still feel like this is my spot. I can enjoy playing and that's probably how you're getting the benefit. Uh, I also wanted to ask you about how you are with the younger lads. Yeah. Obviously, because you're experienced saying that you at Tottenham, you spoke to them loads and then at Liverpool, you didn't. What are you like now with your No, lads? no, I'm, I speak to all of them. You know, I know all their names. We've got, we've got really good, um, you know, we've got really good goalkeeper department. You know, sometimes we get the younger lads, Noah and um, Lenny, they come up with us uh, and train. And yeah, no, it's really good. They have their own goalie, goalkeeper coach now, which is which is good, you know, for a club like Orient to have, you know, under it, like Swindon, they don't think they had one, so they'd be with us. So like, it's, it's really good. And to be fair, like, I always check up on them. You know, Noah's been on quite a few loans. So, you know, when I see him, I always ask him how his result was. You know, I, I feel like you have to be like that because, you know, I was once them, you That's know, the and, thing, it, yeah. and, it's, and it's hard, you know, when you go up and you don't know where you stand with everyone. I, I don't want them to feel like that, especially where with our department, like the keeper department at Orient is like, you know, we, we love to touch. We're very competitive with that. And then, yeah, we just go from there and we just have a really good session. We have a lot of talk. Like what people don't get is that, you know, if you're an outfielder, you look over at us training, you might think we're just having a like fun like, because we're just either playing two touch and then we're having a chat. We do a we do a lot of work, but like they don't see that. No, they just see like the two they call touch. it patter cake, don't they? Like, yeah. We love our warm up. Always, like, we do it a lot now. We play two touch or head tennis. We're like craving head tennis yeah, every yeah. day. But then when we do training, it's so competitive because you work a hundred mile an hour yeah. and you're making demands of each other because we actually want to score against the other goalie. Yeah, yeah. But then that makes training better because of that competitive edge. Yeah, no, it's so good as well. Like we have um, 
we have a goalkeeper, Simon Royce, where he loves this thing called swazzlers, where he like hits the ball really low from his hands and the ball's like moving all over the place. And to be honest with you, I, I hate them because I, you catch it wrong, your finger's finished, you know what I mean? So it's like... Absolute finger but, but he lo- But he loves it and like we're really competitive. So we'll like tally up how many we let in and yeah. stuff like that. We'll all do it. So it's like, it's good. And then the loser will have to, you know serve us dinner or make the coffee yeah or, or if we ever go out together i have to buy the first round yeah. or something like that, which is which is really good i think um it really brings like a really good you know energy into the group and also like i know how hard it is to not play you know like so you know for them to be the way they are with me because it's not just me with them it's them with me as well you know for them to be the way they are sam and sam Sargent and reese burn they like they help me massively you know they give me confidence they don't you know they never show that they're upset they're they, they work hard every day and that's all you can ask for when you're playing you know just really good lads and you know we're really good friends off the pitch as well so i think that helps right in a minute i want to talk about your loan move to swindon from liverpool but i want to talk gloves first right what a save from mark howard what gloves are you currently wearing so i wear the nike gun cuts you've always worn nike by always, the way always yeah ever since i've played yeah so Nike. Yeah. Ever since you made a good friend in Chile. Yeah. So um, yeah, I got called up, and then they um, they they basically started sending me gloves and and boots, really. So I've just been wearing them ever since. And the guy just, you know, I still speak to him, and he just sends them. Yeah. What size are you? Size ten. What what type of cut do you wear then? I'm like, gun cut. Yeah. So hey, roll can finger. Can you explain that? Yeah. So it's just a roll finger. That's so, what Nike um, call the roll finger. So yeah. I don't like to feel the ball. I, I get a lot. See a lot of keepers nowadays. They like to really um, thin palms. Yeah, and I just can't. You know, I just can't do it. My my little brother, he, he likes playing in goal sometimes. He'd ask me to get him the really thin Nike ones. And um, yeah, he loves them. But me, I just don't, I just can't wear them. Like a bit more cushion, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I you, don't want to feel the ball. The Nike gun cuts, I think they've got a quite a thicker later, latex than the Nike vapors, is it, the other ones? Yeah, vapor grips, I think. Yeah, they so are. like they're like a three mil palm. But th- uh, this sounds so geeky, but like the gun cut are probably a four mil palm, maybe a bit more. Yeah. But like that extra bit of cushioning just gives you feel like you're more comfortable in them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't like, I don't need to feel the ball. You know, I just, I like feeling it, but like I don't want it to like, I, I don't want my hands to be hurting yeah, from the ball, yeah, yeah. you know? So like it helps massively, to be fair. And it's like, yeah, no, I've been wearing them for as long as I can remember now. Right, and obviously with Nike, I want to talk about the combination of boots and gloves. They're the, one of the best. Them and Adidas, they make it look so good. Yeah. Right, you've always done it as well, haven't you? Yeah, well, to be fair, like, re- well, I've always wore Tiempos. So usually the Tiempos would be the same colour as the other ones. Yep. But nowadays they're not. So like, um, the other day I had, I was looking at some pictures and I was wearing the black gloves, which were the ones before these, with white boots and it just didn't it didn't match but like they were the latest ones at the time because they had Nike Nike had brought out some black boots so but they just didn't do the tempo ones do you think with boots and gloves for a goalie especially it's look good play good yeah 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 I always show the boys on the coach like when I was at Swindon one year there was um the tempos that were black and orange the gloves were black and orange and my Swindon kit was black and orange and it just looked unbelievable like that for me is like it's like I should hang that up in in my in my house. It's an unbelievable picture. I can't believe you wear tiempos. I find them too baggy, me. Oh, I love them. Yeah, it's like a stiff boot. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's why I wear preds. preds. Uh, time really tight. I even like super glue my feet in them. Really? You know you, the spray that you get for strapping? Yeah, yeah. I sprayed it on my insoles and then put my foot in. Oh, really? I hate you. Know, I'm 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 older than you. A lot older than you. But see, I used to like 
I grew up playing in Scotland, really, so I used to have to kick the ball as far as I could. Yeah, yeah. So when you're taking a goal kick and you put in maximum force for a goal kick every time, I was like, I can't have my foot move. Nah. But you play out from the back, you're more technical yeah. than me, a lot more technical. <laughs> nah, to be fair, like I wear, um, I don't wear inner soles huh? at all, yeah. Because it must be in bits. No, nah, no, nah, it's fine. It's just because my foot's wide. So like, I don't, I don't get pain at the front, I get it at the sides. Yeah. So like, I find if I take the inner soles out, actually my foot, Feels, that's why I like the tempos because they're wider. wider. Yeah, so I've always wore tempos. Right, and how do you look after your gloves? So, how many games do you wear them for first? Well, so I don't know. You know, probably about six or seven games. I reckon six which, or seven. That's yeah, a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot more than you know what people, what what other keepers wear them for. Um, I have one for training and then one for matches. What the ones in training are just like. They'll be the same color and everything, but they'll just be the old match one. ones. So I'll play about seven games and they'll become training gloves. I'll wear the new pair. But to take care of them, I'll, um, after every game, I'll shower, I'll wash them a little bit, and then I'll just leave them to dry at home on the floor, like with the palms, yeah. like that. So quite basic. Nothing, basic, yeah, yeah. no science behind it. No, nah, no. Nah, I see people hanging them up and nah, 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 I can't do that. I just leave them with the palms up facing up. As do, long and as you take them home and do this. Yeah, I take See, them home. My missus hates it when my gloves come home because like they either my boots will smell, my gloves will smell, <laughs> or they'll just get like I hang them up in the shower or that. She's fuming off me. She's like, you just leave yeah, your gloves it's at football. Tools of our trade. Yeah, need exactly. Yeah, you've got to look <laughs> after them yourself. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, have you got any superstitions? Uh, I just like to put my right glove before my left so glove, common, you know. and then my left boot before my right boot. So left shin pad, left sock, left boot, then right. Yeah. So that's about it, really. Yeah. Nothing you do before the game when you're going out. Uh, Touching nah, the post, nah. crossbars, nothing. Nah, 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 nothing. Uh, I just jump really high. So when we're walking out, I'll try and jump as high as I can, and then that's about it. Yeah. Nothing like nothing. no, no, no um, science behind anything. What about uh, your pre-match food as well? Um, yeah, it's weird, you know. Oh, See, I like these the ones. These are this is why I like it. Nah, I love pasta, right? With beans on top of the pasta, with like some grilled chicken. Right, I'll eat that. And to be fair to my missus, like she makes it like when we play at home because we don't stay. Yeah, she make that at home as yeah, well. She'll make it for me. Yeah, so I'll eat at twelve before a three o'clock kickoff, and she'll make them, which is like, oh, it's, it's, you would never. If you spoke to a normal man in the street, he'd think you're crazy, like for what I eat. So honestly, right, I have this all the time. Right, watching other people eat pre-match meal is so strange. We've got a lad, Sam Dolby, striker. He eats rice, salmon, and baked beans. I'm like. That's, it's not an all-you-can-eat buffet. Like, yeah, this yeah. just don't work. He's like, it's just what I, I'm used to now. And like, because it's there for pre-match, you just start serving it up. Yeah. It's just, it's just not for me, man. I just, you know, I, I know I, I do understand, like, why you have to eat it, but it's, like, the best for me. That's the best that I could have. Pasta yeah. with beans on top. Maybe have a salmon with some sweet chilli and a bit of chicken. Mate, Elliot Lee came in to us this season and he said that the only thing he eats is pancakes and, like, Nutella and banana. So, like, mate, honestly, they'd fall, the whole team now just addicted to eating oh, pancakes get before them, game. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, at first Fantastic. it was, like, protein pancakes. Yeah, it's just yeah. pancakes, mate. <laughs> we, we, all, like, we all crave off these pancakes now. A bit of Nutella and that's, that's brilliant. Class. Yeah, that's brilliant. Done man. us a massive favour. I might do that next year. <laughs> uh, I want to go back to your loan move then, right? From from Liverpool, uh, like you said, you, you weren't with the first team loads, but so did you ask to go out on loan? How What was the... No, no, um... I was driving, actually it's funny because I was driving to the Trafford Centre with my missus and the baby and I just got a phone call from Alex and he was like, uh, you're going Swindon tonight. And I was like, really? What for? Yeah, what, what am I going there for? And he was like, yeah, they want you on trial with a view to a loan. So I was like, oh, all right, buzzing. Because that's League One. They just got to the playoff final as well that year. 
Um, so it was a great experience. I was like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Even if they want me on trial with the view to alone, I'll take it. Um, went down there. We played West Brom, who were in the Prem at the time. There was no one there, like hardly any fans. I did all right, to be fair. Um, and then we played Liverpool, which was mad. Like played played against the team that I was basically trying to go on loan from. And um, it was really good. I think we lost 2-1. It was good. And then after that game, um, they, they the manager just said to me, like, do you want to stay here? And I was like, of course I do. Just played in front of 15,000 here. If that's what it's like you know, during the season. I'm buzzing. He was like, yeah, yeah. So I just signed and it was... Went from there, really. It was really good. You went on to make over 100 games for them. Like, yeah. Obviously, you just felt straight at home, straight away. Uh, it, you, you nearly got into the team the season after, weren't it? Uh, I think that's... See, yeah, the season after, yeah. Yeah, so I was... I think it was Connor Ripley. We got relegated as well that yeah. year. And I, I think I kept like... Well, not me, but we kept like 13 or 12 or 13 clean sheets in a relegated team, which... Still, like, that's high, that. It's quite a lot, like... And, and we still went down... And um, yeah, no, I, I played really well in that season. It's just unfortunate that we, were, that we got relegated. And then, um, yeah, no, I really enjoyed it there. You know, I, I always say like, I love the club. I love that club because it was the first club that actually gave me an opportunity and saw me as a man, not as a little boy, you know? And, you know, I went there, I had to learn, I had to grow up a lot while I was there because it was, it was tough. The good thing was it wasn't far from London, um, but my missus actually went back to college. So I was... So my baby then was about two or three and she, there was in my missus college, there was like a nursery. So like she could take the baby there, she could go to nursery and then she would do her lessons and then go and pick her up, which was like amazing. I said to her, she had to go and do it. So she went back home. So again, I was home alone, you know, and then, you know, you play a game, you start, you have a drink at home and then you end up going out or doing stuff that you shouldn't be doing. So it was like, you know, at the wrong times as well. So, and obviously when you're at Swindon is a one club, one club town. town. Yeah. So it's like, you go out there and I'm saying 80% of the people are fans. So it's like, they all know you, they yeah. all know who you are and you win a game and everyone's your best mate. You lose and you're out and everyone's like, why are you out? And they're telling the club and stuff like that. So it was, you know, it was hard for me, you know, and I, I fell into the trap of, you know, I didn't really care. I was playing well and I just wanted to go out and have a release, but you just got to be smart or you got to do it at the right times, you know? And I just didn't do it there. See, uh, in my career, I found it hard in one club towns for that reason. Yeah. Like if you went Starbucks, you'd see like eight other lads. You never got away from anyone. And I always found that quite hard, uh, especially like like I said, in Scotland. We would go to a, like uh, to the cinema. You'd Someone would put a text in a group saying, is anyone else in there? And six other phones would turn on. And you're like, yeah, yeah. it's just not the same. Sometimes yeah. you need to be away from where yeah. you play. 100%. Like I play, I, well, I play in London now. We've got a million Nandos here. You go in Swindon, they've got, two a one or two which is like you want to go Nan nando's is just like a basic go yeah, there and eat in there like you go in there you see about eight teammates and you're like just saw you about half an hour ago like you don't don't really want to it's not that you don't want to bump into him it's just you need to turn your brain off of football that's and, exactly it and like i didn't have that at swindon and that's what was a big problem of mine like i would have a bad game and to forget about it i'd have a beer or i'd go out or go to a bar or something whereas nowadays like I go home and I'm just a dad when I get in, I open the door. I'm just, a, that's I don't, the full time e job. Yeah. I'm not even a footballer when I walk in my house now. It's just, I'm just a dad. And then I leave the house to train in and I'm a footballer again, which is like, I, and that's, I think what's helped me in the last three, four years to be where I am now. Yeah. I definitely, I think that that's one of the biggest things is that you need that release, but at home you, you've got your own personal life and it's, it's, it's a credit to you that you can juggle it and perform the way that you have. Uh, I also wanted to ask, 
Uh, how important is a loan move for a goalie? Yeah, no, so important. You know, I actually first went on loan when I was at Tottenham to a team called Hyde. Um, I've, I've read about this yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah, I went there on loan and it was like, well, we, we lost near enough every game. But for me, I was buzzing. Like they were probably one of the only part-time teams in the National League at the time. And um, they trained at Power League. And like, it was just, it was just like, but for me, I buzzed off it. It was just like amazing. So after a while, I told Tottenham that they trained in like a pattern. They were like, don't train no more. Just go up on a Friday. We train, we all your training in and then you play Saturday. And I went there and I was like the only Londoner there. They're all from Manchester or Liverpool. And I loved it. Loved like, it. yeah, it was really good. And it was just like playing against teams. I, I think I played Wrexham twice. I played Barnet. I played Luton, like really big teams for the level. And uh, it was it was amazing, really. I, I I know we lost every game and and stuff like that. Well, we won one out of fourteen, but you know, other than like the experience was was amazing. And you know, I actually owe a lot of a lot owe a lot of my career to them because they were like, you know, a team that they took me when you know no one else would. Gave you that opportunity, right? When I talk about the strangest loan move that I've ever read about in my <laughs> life, by the way. So you actually, while at Swindon, you went on loan to a Chilean team, didn't you? No, no, no. I went I went there permanently. Oh, you went there permanently? Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, I left, my manager now was the one that got rid of me. So he just said like, your lifestyle is not good enough. So he just said like, you need to go on loan. And I was like, I mean, not on loan, sorry. I'm going to have to let you go. And I was like, I understand. Like I was miles off it at the time. Like at that point I was, I think I'd been there too long. And I think, you know, like you go from, so you can have it either way. So you can save a penalty, go from a, give away a penalty, save it. You're a villain to a hero. Yep. I think at Swindon, I won the player of the year, the year we went down, won every award. And then two years later after that, I was just, they, they couldn't wait to get rid of me at that in terms of the fan base. Like in terms, and for me personally, I think it was, it was important. What I didn't realise was, was that because I was so like not professional and my lifestyle wasn't great, I always thought that it doesn't matter how you are off it matters how you are on the pitch that's all I'll, I'll be fine like even if you get rid of me i'll be fine and um no, i wasn't i had nothing which was like so eye-opening for me that i ended up going all the way to chile which was like and i i went alone so it was like left five hours and left misses wow. five hours five uh five hour time difference behind um so everything was just i was just in a bad place didn't play because i went in the middle of the season and um yeah it was it was tough and uh yeah i signed 18 months it got to december and uh i told them listen i'm gonna go home i don't have nothing at home but i need to go home because i miss my my family i miss my mom i miss my dad i miss my, my all my brothers and sisters did you not have any other offers to stay in the uk that none not one so obviously there were must have been teams must have been calling for a reference yep. which i didn't know about at the time of course and uh like they were saying no nah, don't touch him like he's miles off it and to be honest, I understand it because if you put your name to someone and then they go there and they are miles off it, they're, they're never going to give you a player when you need them to, you know what I mean? Or they'll always give you a bad reference in the future. So I understand it. You know, it took me a long time. And when I was in Chile, actually, you know, it, w it was really, really difficult. What the good thing was, was that when I was, you know, I was coming back to England in the December when the Chile season finished, I spoke to Richard Lee. And he tried to be my agent years before, but I had an agent and I just thought, you know what, let me, let me speak to him to see if, see where he's at. And to be fair to him, he said to me, listen, that I'll represent you. I, when I got back to London, I kind of already had Orient yep. sorted because the keeper got injured. Um, so I was like, yeah, yeah, but I, I want to work with you. Like I want to, 
I want you to rep- help me out because you know I, I need to, this is my last chance if I mess up now I'm done like I'm going to be working with my dad it's and, quite humble from you for, for, for you to keep on admitting your mistakes and that and how yeah. you've learned from it it's really pleasing to hear as no well. no because I was only going one way and that's like you know the big the big light bulb in my head went when I left Swindon after being player of the year teams wanted me um when we were in that season when I got player of the year teams in the champ um stuff like that to then not having anything not even a team that has a really low budget that has nothing they just didn't want no one wanted me so I was like wow like I'm gonna have to go and make a career abroad and then it just didn't work out in terms of I wasn't playing but I learned how to deal with not playing when I was there I was I, I, I never missed a training session I worked hard um, I just wanted to give it everything and it just didn't work out in terms of the keeper done really well. I came in with the season and it was tough to break in. So was part of that move as well to try and get in the national team. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So when they spoke to me, they spoke to my dad a lot, the team as well. And they were saying, yeah, you know, we, we think, you know, you come here, you'll be in the national team and all that. Cause you've got obviously heritage. Yeah. Yeah. My dad is, my dad's and Chilean. You've been capped so. at under twenties. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I've played, I played a couple of games for the under twenties and yeah, like I got close to it really close. But the manager said, you need to play higher. So it was either that, try and get a move higher, which I was never getting, or go there where um, he can see me every week. So I was thinking, I'll go there, I'll play, you know, week in, week out, I'll get called up. But I just didn't play. So it was like really tough. And then I just thought, you know what? Let me go home. Let me try and start again. I went to Orient on money that I had never been on since I was at Tottenham, yep. which was like just to be home. Yep. And it helped so much just being at home, being able to be like, doing the school run for me now. I love doing it because like I never got to do it for months. Like so, it was it was really good for me that sometimes you have to take that step back in your career to go forward again. And clearly, at Leighton Orient, you've gone beyond that anyway. Yeah, yeah, like hundred percent. Like Rich gave me a plan as well. Richard Lee gave me a plan of what he wanted from me in terms of you know not not playing games or clean sheets. It was you know just be a good. Be, be yourself just be yourself um no matter what happens and to be fair like you know I've given you know I've, I've been as good as I can be you know I, I don't argue with anyone um I've had different managers um and they're all different styles and sometimes you have to change you know before I was so against change in terms of if a manager came in that wanted to kick it long yeah I was I was so against it and I would fight it and I regret doing that because it's cost me, you know, like f- four years of my career. So, you know, now I look forward and, you know, it's been really good. But you, you have to adapt your game and play the way that some managers want you to play. But then ultimately you're getting better in, without even knowing that. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like you're learning different styles, you're learning different tactics, you're learning how different people work and adjusting to each person. I think that's a skill in itself. So, you know, I had a, I've had loads of different managers that want to play different ways and they've all been really good for me. So... You know, long may that continue. Right. Uh, away from Leighton Orient and football, right? I want to talk about, you've done some filming for YouTube and that. You've worked with like Chris MD and like you, you've told me off air about Big G coming in. What's that like? Yeah, yeah, no. Because I'm, I'm a big YouTube fan. Like, so I, I'm subscribed to Chris MD. I'm subscribed, subscribed to Cal Freezy and, and you know, and, and, the, and the Dons as well. So I watch them near enough every week. Like, and um, yeah, no, he just reached out to me, Chris MD, and was just like, do you want we're doing a video do you want to be in it and I was like I went and showed all my mates that we all watch YouTube I showed my brother as well one of my little brothers who loves him as well and I was like mate look who's messaged me Chris MD I was like wow like this is that doesn't really happen to me you know what I mean so um I was like yeah enough sound like I'll do it 
And um, the good thing was it was only around the corner from where I lived as well. So I was like, yeah, sound, but I'll come whenever you want me to come. And uh, yeah, it was really good. Uh, he had um, John as well. I think John's been on here yeah. as well before. He, he was in goal before me. So I was like, oh, I was saying to that because I took the Orient Media guy with me just for him to meet them as well and see like how they work as well. And um, yeah, no, it was, it was unreal. Like done. So they, they were doing just shoot until you score. We was there for about half an hour. You watch the video. It looks like I was there for about two minutes. <laughs> they edited it well. But they try, he tried to do a challenge against goalkeepers from non-league up to the Premier League. The Premier League, yeah. yeah. Which was really good. Like to be a part of it yeah. was like unbelievable. So I was now nah, I was really grateful that he um, that he put me in it. And to be fair, I've been getting battered by people because they're like, <laughs> "How can you let Cal Freezy score?" Like, to be fair, it's a great strike. So I'll, I'll give him that one. Is that something that you want to try and move into a little bit more? Um, if the opportunity arises, yeah, then. of course. Like it's um, you know, I think these opportunities they come when you're doing well. You know, I think uh, you have to embrace it when you are doing well because. You know, it's the moment you have a bad game or whatever, everyone thinks you're rubbish again. So it doesn't really matter um, about you have to. I mean, you have to take them when you when you get them, because otherwise, yeah, you never know when they'll dry up, really. 100%. So it's a, just just enjoy it and just enjoy what happens. I'm, I'm a big believer in living the moment. You know, I think that's so important for me. Right. And uh, before we finish, right, I want to talk about more a bit more geeky stuff about tra goalkeeper training. Right? Yeah. Have you got any gym, gym specific stuff that you do? Um, just a lot of um, jumps, really. Yeah, plyometric so, stuff. Plyometric. I haven't, I haven't really done an upper body in ages. Well, goalkeepers don't need it. That's yeah. all a myth for goalies. I'm, I'm just all lower, oh, lower, yeah, yeah. yeah. So lower leg. Um, and to be fair, like hamstrings, quad, all that sort of stuff, which is so important, I think, for a keeper, just to be powerful. Yep. So um, they're, they're, they're what we focus on. We do it. We, we have like our own programs, but the keepers ours are all quite similar. Right. And in a goalkeeper session, what do you love and hate? Um, a lot of goalkeepers hate shooting drills. Lots. Well, I don't really do the shoot. Well, with the see, team. Yeah, with the first Yeah, team. I don't do them. Yeah, see. So, yeah, I don't like them either because <laughs> get dirty and that. I'm not a keeper that likes to get dirty as You're well. Not. Nah. And we were having a chat as well the other day about what conditions would you rather play in? So, like, windy or rain? Don't say the wind. I hate the wind. No, nah, I'd rather play with wind. Yeah? Yeah. Nah. Nah, I can't get... Because I, I know once I dive when it's raining... I'm going to be wet, shivering like a dog when we got a corner <laughs> on the other side. So I just hate playing in the rain. So yeah, like the shooting, don't do it. Um, love the warm-ups over the goal. Love the warm-ups, love the two-touch, love the head tennis. Um, to be fair, I don't like the swazzler things that Royce does because it's just like, if you catch it wrong, honestly, like you could do your finger. And there's one day we had like all the, it was at half term. So in the half term, you get like a lot of the keepers that are in the academy, they come up to watch a session and we done one and I tried to catch it and it's like caught me on my finger oh, and I was like that oh. noise that pop noise yeah the pop and then like all the kids are watching me going this is our first choice keeper you can't even catch a, a simple volley and I was like oh that's not good is it like, it's not great so now nah, I was they're probably the ones that I don't like the most right and finally what does the GK union mean to you um, don't say Richard Lee's podcast no 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 the GK union for me is like you know I've to be fair, I'll be honest with you, right? Like I'm not massive on the GK union because I've, I'm very hard on myself. So if I make a mistake, I don't need Roycey or the other yeah. keeper coach saying, no, no, it's the defense. I don't need that. I just, I know that I can, I'm big and I go, you know what? It's me. But for what it stands for with me is like just the day to day, like how much we get on. Because in any other field of work, 
if you had it doesn't it just doesn't you can't have one person playing and five people training with you and only one of you play yeah not in any other job does that work and it, and, it, and it works like for us and that is what it, yeah, like it stands that's where the the go the GK union sorry is so important because it's like like that that for me is what it stands for like four guys that ain't playing and one playing and you're all helping him because you're all trying to get the same goal really which is to win a game on a saturday that just doesn't happen so that for me is what what's the most important part mate uh this has been one of the most humbling background <laughs> stories and also getting to know you and learning what you've had to come through it's been lovely to hear mate no i appreciate you having me i, I think it's been it's been great I've, and i cheers. Out the beers. cheers cheers well thanks for coming on Again, League Two, goalkeeper of the season, and congratulations on the promotion, mate. No, thank you so much, and you too as well. Cheers, mate. Thanks a lot. This has been the Yours Mine Away podcast with me, Mark Howard. Please go subscribe and follow us on all social media channels, uh, and make sure you're hitting the subscribe button on YouTube. Take care, guys. Bye. What a save from Mark Howard. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.